All right, welcome to another episode of the JP Forever Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm John. I'm Jared. Let's get into it, because this was a hot episode. A spicy meatball a episode. A <laughs> spicy meatball of an episode. You know, a lot to do with the fact that we've got a merger. And let's get into it, because a lot was happening today. Yeah, so merger happens right at the beginning. We knew that there was going to be a lot of drama just based on last week's previews. We know a merger means everyone's together, and who has to live among each other again, Dom and Chris. So we get that rivalry to be full front again because they have to coexist. Yeah, they they butt heads since the beginning, you know, the very first minute of the episode when Dominic criticized Chris's choices on who he would have taken on that very first challenge of the entire season. Just as a recap, we have Dominic with three advantages. I say three because he has the real immunity idol. He has the legacy advantage that's been handed down from Jacob to Morgan to him. And he's also got his fake idol that we have, you know, varying opinions on what exactly that is yeah and in this episode again he now i think shares it with libby and i think it was angela but essentially now everyone knows that he's bragging that chris thinks it's a real one but it's really a fake one so he definitely now has told everyone about this whole idea so i don't know if that's his play of just to make chris sound really dumb but overall he uses that to his advantage again to show power yeah and just one more i think important note is that the legacy advantage that dominic has can only be played at two times in the game one of which is today so like we said the new tribe gets formed it's the levita tribe all right name they have a little feast and we start to get the you know uh, tensions cooking up of uh, the dominic versus chris battle dominic donathan laurel and wendell seem to be a solid alliance obviously dominic and wendell are the two-headed beast of that alliance and chris is now officially the most annoying person since bradley is off number one there and really what they do in this one is then you start to see other alliances form and i was wrong it was jenna that don was telling it to with libby yeah but libby and jenna kind of formed this small alliance of just the two of them but i think that could go far because when you got a small group you got to convince two people not just Mm -hmm. one person um so they kind of created a little bit of an alliance they've got the old malolo connection michael's kind of in on that too but you know maybe not as strong with them but the big thing with this uh merge after the feast was that people are trying to move around votes already as they know that anything can happen in the immunity challenge but really what happens is 11 of them excluding wendell and dom get a great instagram photo while they're positioning themselves with this little uh, bench on the beach <laughs> the little but it starts with them all moving away from dom and wendell and they kind of take that personally that like chris is manipulating everyone trying to go against them really in the end that doesn't work out but you know it's just one of those things to put in the back of the head of what happened because it was yeah. seen as like a strike against those two that chris already was taking that first blow wouldn't dom was really already trying to under in a more subtle way could they? for sure Okay, so we see that Chris has a secret message in his buff when they get the new buffs. It's first I've seen that before, too. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, you, you kind of wonder whether that was planted there for the sake of drama or, or whether it was just... or whatever. Yeah, it, it, anyways, Chris gets told that he has to go to Ghost Island in the middle of the night. Sneak out of camp, mm-hmm. a boat will pick you up, yeah. but... You run the risk that you're going to get caught, obviously, and if you get caught trying to do something sneaky like that, really puts a target on your back, which he doesn't need an even bigger target. He already is number one to be voted out. 
But it's a smart play for him because knowing he's going to get voted is going to really show that he can protect himself. Yeah, so Chris decides to go for it, decides to sneak off to Ghost Island in the middle of the night. Torches are on. They got a big gas bill out on Ghost Island. and He gets to the island. He follows the torches all the way to what is a set of five bamboos. Um, two on, or it's really ten, but there's so five backtrack. Levels. He he gets a hidden immunity idol first off. Yeah, so he gets the idol is from JT from a couple seasons ago that essentially didn't play one was blindsided. The thing with this one though is to start you can only use it at the next challenge or I'm sorry the next tribal council. However, if you want to risk running a no vote, you can keep playing these five levels of bamboo and you got a fifty fifty shot. And you guess right, you get one more tribal council to go ahead, which is kind of a smart play um, because you can lengthen the strength of this idol. However, I thought I'm like, just take the idol and run because you're losing a vote and you already know you're probably going to get voted out. Mm-hmm. In the end, we know that Chris didn't think he was that big of a target on his back, but that was just more being naive. However, he plays one, he gets an extra week out of, or I'm sorry, an extra tribal out of it. And then he ends up losing his vote on the losing second. His vote today, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to be as big of an asshole as guys like Chris and Bradley are, but at least Bradley was kind of smart. Chris makes LeBron references. He's Dwayne Wade's, which was a plural form I didn't know existed. Um, he also uses the word suave. This is just another example of Chris not having everything connected upstairs. We'll, we'll talk about Wendell's vote later, but, uh, you know, very, very true. Um, just, okay. Chris had some real gems today. So we go back to camp. Um, and apparently he gets back okay because they kind of just cut away from that. Like there's no trouble getting back into camp. Yeah, yeah. You know, get some more uh, of the vibe around camp about who people are going to vote for. I don't think any of that stuff was necessarily consequential. But we get to the immunity challenge, mm-hmm. which is a balance challenge. Yeah. Oh, and real quick before that, he Chris is obviously cranky because he was up all night. And he kind of irks everyone in the camp that day. Once again, I think not having that consciousness that he needs to be on like his best behavior with everyone, but he's naive thinking that people hate him. And he really is irked by everyone at camp, pisses them off. And then I think that just never helped his case to sway any votes because he's an a-hole to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the immunity challenge, we have a balancing act going on. All the survivors have a uh, long stick with a little platform at the end, and you got to put the uh, little like tiki guy on the end, and essentially hold it with your arms and your head, or however you want to balance it. You got to keep moving, as Jeff tells you, every five minutes. So a few people right away get knocked out. Right, a lot of people drop real quick. In the end, the final four in this challenge are Chelsea, Wendell, Libby, and Kellen. Uh, in this order, they drop, we lose Wendell, we lose Chelsea. Kellen and Libby was down to the line. I think they stood by themselves for a couple of minutes, but Kellen wins immunity. Yeah, I mean, it was one that whoever had the best balance, and they kind of were neck and neck. It was going to whoever literally dropped within the next, like, five seconds, because then Kellen was, as she won. They were both struggling. They were both struggling, so it was going to happen soon. But congrats to Kellen. She won. She was safe, even though I don't think she was ever in fear of being voted out. Always good to have immunity. Yeah, I was surprised we didn't hear about her divorce after she won immunity. Yeah, or going to grad school or all that. <laughs> um, 
All right, so we go back to camp to see all the wheeling and dealing, and you know, honestly, it's it was some of the best drama that we've had this season. Chris pulls this move of taking everybody to get some water with him, except for Dominic and Wendell. Pitches the idea of, you know, so there's 11 people off there going to get water, right? Plus Dom and Wendell makes 13. Chris pitches the idea of, you know, you. You ten other people here split the vote between Dom and Wendell. I don't know if he actually tells them that he doesn't have a vote for this next tribal council or not. Um, didn't seem like he did. Yeah. So um, that idea just really didn't uh, come to fruition. Yeah, the Malolo folks seem to love it. Uh, you know, just for the fact that this Dominic and Chris thing is diverting the fact that they have you know, no numbers at all in this uh, Navidi versus Malolo equation. Yeah. And it just seems like everyone's annoyed by Dom and Chris at this point because it's just like a fight that everyone's separating themselves from and they just want it to be over. So more people are like, whatever gets one of them out of here, we're good with. Yeah, yeah. Which happens to be, so Dom does his own and so does Wendell, some campaigning, really trying to get votes against Chris. We're going to blindside him. Jonathan's absolutely about it. Um, I, he even came up with the idea at one point, and Dom loved it. Yeah. Um, so definitely that group of four, with Laurel included, of Dom, Wendell, Laurel, and Jonathan, that group is super strong, and I think it's going to be difficult to break going forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We do see a moment where Wendell tries to be a bit of a peace broker between... Uh, Dom and Chris, but yeah. Chris has none of it. Yeah. Which, once again, was a bad play because you're just already annoying the people that can't stand you. Right. So they're going to try hard. Everybody who has an idol is talking about playing it. We see uh, Donathan giving away Chris's plan to Dominic and Wendell. Dominic and Donathan don't trust Libby and Jenna to go in with them. Um, doesn't seem to have much consequence, but I find it But Dom it talks to them, tries to get them to vote for Chris as well. Yeah. And then you get another group with the rest of the girls. That's Kellen, Desiree. So then we get this other group of four, which is the remaining girls. So we got Desiree, Chelsea, Angela, and Kellen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Kellen's got the immunity, so she can be safe. But they're all of a sudden talking about Libby, yeah. which is unique because during the challenge, I even made a comment like, I don't think Libby's at any risk of being voted out. It's okay if she drops it. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like people are going for her because it still goes back to that stigma she created by being like a sneaky, conniving person. And it's, you see that residual in this episode. Well, and I, I think it was a little bit of a Malolo versus Navidi thing. That but, too. But it, it, I also think it's important to point out that that was kind of Desiree's idea. Yeah, and this episode, she definitely became more vocal. She's been kind of progressing in that direction, but she's trying to platform herself a little bit more, it seems like, each episode, because yeah. at first she was under the radar. Right. So they try to do a little bit of a Libby, so then after all of these discussions, as we'll go through our votes of what we thought was going to happen, I, based on everything, thought that Dom was going to play his idol and yeah. be safe. Chris should play his idol and be safe. And then you counteract that those can't be voted out because they use their idols. So then Libby would be now the third vote because right. I didn't think anyone else was going to get votes. So that's who I thought I went with Libby being voted out. Yeah, However, I, I, I kind of had the same gut you instinct. You but, had that thought but didn't fully agree. You know, I, I, I don't know why I believe this because in retrospect... 
again, Chris is a really dumb guy. For whatever reason, I thought, you know, that maybe the people get on board with this split votes thing and uh, go after, you know, some of them for Dominic, some of them for Wendell, some of them for Chris, and, you know, maybe uh, throw a couple votes at Libby's way. You know, in my mind, I was just like, one of those guys is gonna be cocky and hold on to their idol instead of playing it when they should. For some reason, I, I thought that might be Wendell. You know, we we'll see what happens here in a minute, but we go to Tribal Council. This was a pretty intense tribal, kind of an interesting note that... It's the first merge one. Yeah, So always, always a major Chris's tribal. Chris's first tribal. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, apparently the producers uh, let Seabass um, smoke some weed before... He looks so out of it. <laughs> um, an interesting one, because Dom, being the alpha that he is, starts off right away with, I want to talk about this feud between Chris and I. Mm -hmm. And he now breaks out his fake idol, so it's the seashell on the string, puts that around his neck... Definitely a move that was interesting. I know everyone else knows that they think it's fake, but just he kind of but shoved Chris it in Chris's. Chris may not. Yeah. Chris is still not sure, but it's really a move in in Chris's face. Hey, I got this idol, so like, what's up? So Dominic kind of lays out the history of him and Chris. You know, in back to that terms. first. Yeah, back to that very first day when Dominic kind of criticized Chris's choices. Chris brings up the fact that they went after Angela while he was off at Ghost Island. Wendell butts in just to say, you know, it, we could have had this Navidi powerhouse, but instead, I, I mean, he's obviously on Dominic's side, so you know, he's blaming it on Chris. But really, it's it's the combination of these two's egos. Yeah. And and I thought that Chris kind of won this little discussion battle because Chris was a he little did. more political. Yeah. Dom was definitely more emotional. However, it, it really didn't help him in the end anyways. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe maybe peas in a pod belong together because Angela also, I think, is pretty dumb. She basically tells everybody the Desiree plan of going after Libby, you know, without saying it that explicitly. Um, you get the idea. Yeah, you very much get the idea. Uh, so, you know, I don't think she's long for the world either in this game. So we get to the votes. Dom literally yells that he's voting Chris out, which <laughs> once again hilarious. is such a power move. Because I think that's the first time I've seen someone be so vocal and literally tell me, tell the vote while he's writing it. Yeah, yeah. And then... I'm going to let you do... Almost uh, even Wendell's. better. Wendell's was better. Wendell's was hilarious. He writes, you know, Chris the Rapper instead Play of just Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, like, you know, says, says he's voting for him. And then he's just like, dude, you've got no bars. Stop rapping. Put, put the, the pen, pen down. down. Please, put the <laughs> pen down. So... One of the most interesting votes I've seen. I'm glad they let it run its course because yeah. I was waiting for them to cut it off. But he just kept going, and it was gold. Uh, I wish I wish he would have had a mic to drop at the end there. So, but those are the only two they show. Yeah, and we know that Chris doesn't have a vote, which was interesting in this one because the Chris never had to admit that he had no vote because yeah. I know earlier in the season we didn't know how this would play out. If you did that uh, risk. You know you lost your vote on Ghost Island right. if you went for it and lost, but I thought you would have to come clean like, hey, I took this challenge, I lost a vote, and it would be well known to everyone. Or like Jeff calls you out, you know, Chris, you don't have a vote tonight. Yeah, but in the end, it's really kind of sneaky, and it's just like who lost the vote, who was the person that was greedy. So I definitely see going for. I mean, they don't know that, or maybe yeah. they do now, but going forward, I would do those challenges 
all the time, unless you think your vote's going to be the one that pushes it one more further. It definitely puts you in a better place to make that risky play. Yeah. Okay, so Jeff's about to read the votes, and Dominic, you know, walks up like he's going to give Jeff his fake idol seashell. He's Um, got one better, though. He pulls out the legacy advantage. So it's got to be at 13 or 6. Dom knows that he's probably could possibly be in trouble based on Chris. However, still plays it. I thought it might have been for Wendell, you know, playing it for a friend. But no, plays it for himself, as he should have. Mm-hmm. But once the votes all come out, which I'll let you do the count, didn't matter in the end. Jeff gives a chance for anybody else to bring up an idol. Chris, geez, if there's ever been a better time, how do you not see the writing on the wall? Chris has every opportunity in the world to play this immunity idol that he found. And it's so frustrating because it's like you gotta see that you're gonna get votes against yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have How to be... How naive can you be? Oh, uh, he is, man. Um, like, you know that Dom is creating a plan. Like, this is the one where you play. And I know you can wait a week, but all you're doing... But it's you, one more week. You just gotta survive in advance. Survive if you, in advance. If you survive this week, how do you even know that people are going after you next week? You know, it could be just some other rando. People could say, we want to go after Michael. Or and he you, said he didn't want to be the guy that took home an idol like JT. Well, lo and behold, what to do? Yeah, he was. So Chris gets every single vote except for Angela's and Desiree's, both of whom go after Libby. I didn't think it would be this unanimous against Chris, but it was. Chris is gone. So it was kind of at first interesting because you thought maybe Libby was going to get a few more votes, and it could be a few votes swayed towards her more than we thought. And, you know, I, I didn't think of this earlier, but really... Definitely Angela and maybe Desiree, just from the Navidi connection, are two of the more Chris loyalists. So yeah. I'm going to go for them. And you really needed to get six to seven votes against you. And at first it was 2 2 Chris Libby. But then after that, it's just all Chris. Like, yeah. I, this is one that was pretty much outside those two unanimous. And how did you not play that idol? Like, I'm still so frustrated. And by like it. I said, I. I I knew Chris was dumb, but I didn't think he was this dumb. Just play it, and maybe something else will happen. Right. Okay, let's get into the power rankings. We're going to rank every single player that's left, maybe a little bit less into each individual player, except maybe the top couple, uh, just because we want to uh, keep this podcast to a certain time. So, we had... We had Jenna at number 12. Um, just quiet. She's not Hasn't doing really much. Done a ton. So... Also, um, the Malolo tribe are one of the, you know, remaining Malolo members. They're in a minority. They don't really have a lot of pull with things at this point. And she just doesn't seem to have much of a mind for strategy. Um, not a real great at challenges. Even this challenge. That, she was the first one out. Yeah, it, it, it eliminated. Literally did not hold the pull. Eliminated the whole strong guy. You know, Chris and Michael are going to be the best at these challenges. Factor even. And she still did terrible at it. And then we move on to Angela, kind of same as... Number 11. Uh, Jenna, however, she's just, as we spoke earlier, just not the smartest. Yeah. So I think that in the end is going to hurt her because she's just going to make a decision that she could have made in the right way, but she's just going to play it wrong. Only edges out Jenna, I think, because she happens to be on uh, the Nubidi tribe. You know, they, they're the ones who are in power at this point. Yeah. Number 10 is Libby. Libby did great at the challenge. Got to give that to her. She came number two. 
However, with her, there's still kind of a target on her. I think part from what group she belonged to originally, then the whole backstabbing people still uh, have this connotation with her. Mm -hmm. So she's a little bit stronger than Jen and Angela, but still she's kind of got a target to get voted out. Yeah, yeah, she absolutely. Already, she got two votes. She was the only other person to get votes. And right. Desiree seems like we're going to get after her at some point. Yeah, there there seems to be... Well, and, and now especially that Chris is gone, what's what's to stop the Navidi group from getting back together and voting the same? Yeah. I think Jen and Angela are too under the radar. I think Libby's got that target. Yeah. Um, all right, number nine is going to be Chelsea. Chelsea honestly has been the most boring person this entire season. Yeah, I, she did decent in the challenge. Just yeah, I think she's going to be a competitor in the immunity challenges. I just don't think her social game. She seems to go with her social game so, is non-existent. Which at this point isn't too detrimental to her, but at some point if she goes further. She's going to have to make bigger decisions, and I just don't know if she's going to. You know, in a certain sense, she's almost coasting on her anonymity because if she, you know, there's this aversion at this point to voting off people who that you know that you can beat, and that's almost exactly what's stringing Chelsea along. I feel like that's what strung her along entirely this game to this point, even to the merger. Um, all right, number eight is Seabass. Uh, Sebastian has been, I think, kind of a disappointment. He, he started off this season with a bang, and I think was one of our favorite characters for his, you know, um, abilities and challenges. He is, you know, not the most strategic person, but at least he has a social game. He's making buddies with everybody. He was, uh, you know, kind of making a name for himself. But at this point, he's kind of fallen off the radar. And I think it might be all this weed that the producers are sneaking to him. Yeah, Seabass just really started out strong with us. Kind of just has been a non-existent person for the last few episodes. That's why we dropped him. He could still be a player that's friends with everyone, wins challenges, and moves on. But at this point, we dropped him just because socially, we don't know if he's going to have the like st- strategy that he needs to, to execute these kind of moves. You know, and obviously people like this aren't just sitting quiet on the beach, you know, uh, flipping their feet in the water. So maybe it's he just a factor be. of the editing um, that we're not seeing. Or what... he's talking about Laffy Taffy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? All right. Number seven, uh, Desiree. Desiree has been a more vocal player lately. We've seen her at least trying to assert herself in a lot of situations, which is good. You you have to do that to succeed at Survivor. But as we saw in the vote tally after she brought this proposition to the four Navidi women, um, you know, I, I don't know that anybody's buying her what she's selling. Yeah. I mean, she's made herself more vocal. She's been better, but... Still isn't the strongest player overall, so we'll end up seeing what happens with her. Number six, Michael. Michael only makes it this high because he has an immunity idol, and, you know, lucky for him, he didn't even have to think about playing it today, really. Michael is going to be good at challenges. That's that's going to get him far. Uh, this hidden immunity idol is going to be strong. He's kind of flying under the radar more than I would have expected at this point. Yeah, I mean, this last episode was all Dom, Chris, back and yeah. forth, so... Really, everyone kind of got overshadowed except Wendell. Yeah. Um, but pretty much, he's still a strong player. Right. So then we move into number five with um, Kellen because she won the immunity challenge, so mm-hmm. she showed she can win challenges. I think she's 
a little bit more social than I originally thought she was. Yeah. Um, seems to be in that little new clique of four of those girls that we talked about earlier. So we'll see what happens with her. But I think she doesn't really annoy anyone yet. So no. she's kind of like one of those, why would we vote her out? Like, she, her name just wouldn't come up out of any. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's definitely going to be able to get in with the right people when she needs to. You know, I can see her latching on to the Wendell Dom Unless alliance. she does something that she goes off the radar and just goes crazy, I think she'll be okay if she just stays the course. That would be, yeah, that would be completely out of character. I don't see that happening. All right. Number four, um, and these top four are going to be no surprises. It's our strong alliance that we've been talking about. Number four, we're ranking Donathan right there. Um, Don- Made the play to go after Chris. Yeah. Donathan's just been more and more impressive. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he's built himself up every single week, and I'm not going to do my Donathan impression this week, but he's he's really, I, I think, surprised me. Not good at challenges, but the kid knows Survivor, and he knows, you know, how to strategize back in camp, you know, who to, who to clamp onto, who to, who to wheel and deal with. Um, he's social. He's friendly. He's going to have... No one's going to be annoyed by him at this point. Yeah. There, eventually, if he gets voted off, it's going to be because people see him as too good with everybody, and they're going to see him as a social threat. Yeah, and you know we do see in the previews for the next episode a little bit of back and forth between Donathan and Laurel about the fact that Wendell and Dom are really quickly becoming these power players. I, I kind of hope that doesn't really come into full fruition because I, I like these four as an alliance. Um, uh, now number three is Laurel, uh, kind of just gave it away right there, but Laurel, um, is, you know, in a similar boat to Donathan. I think she's probably a little better at challenges. She just seems like she's a little more strategic and she's very quiet about how she does things. So I think that's really a smart strategy because if you're going to execute things, you want to do it, but not to be well known. And I think Donathan's strong socially. Laurel's also good socially. I just don't think... Um, I think she edges Donathan just based on her a little bit extra wit. Uh, extra wit and extra, um, I think, a little bit of an edge in challenges. As far as the women in challenges, mm-hmm. she definitely seems to be the strongest. Number, Number two, two, we got Wendell. Strong player. Dom's, you know, firsthand. Definitely showed that he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the previews. And, you know, maybe it's just a factor of uh, Chris really hating Dom that Wendell has kind of taken a backseat to all that. But I can see Wendell kind of taking the throne from Dom at any minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, at some point, your alliance can only go so far, especially if you've got a very vocal and strong leader like Dom. At some point, the king's head's going to get cut off. Yeah. I I could see Wendell being the one that tries to execute that because... At some point, you gotta look out for yourself. Yeah, Wendell is just, I think, every bit as smart as Dom. Also has uh, an immunity idol in his back pocket. And good socially. And like, yeah, he doesn't annoy anyone. He's yet. not as abrasive as Dominic. Yeah. Um, okay, number one, uh, we haven't changed it since the beginning of the season. Not changing today. It's Dominic. Dominic is, you know, obviously the most powerful player in the game at this point. He is the entire reason it was Chris today instead of one of the Malolo people. Dominic still has an immunity idol after he played the Legacy Advantage today, 
and you know the only people who know that that we that we're certain of are his four person alliance other people i don't think anybody thinks that his seashell is a real immunity yeah. idol well he told point. everyone else it's fake well yeah okay so um dominic has these leadership skills that people glom onto that he can get anybody to go along with what he's doing. I, I think the only thing he has to watch out for is that people are really going to start to recognize what a powerful player he is. And speaking of that, that's where I think he's got to be careful going forward. Because you can be a leader and be a leader that gets along with everyone. I just think Dom might take that too far. But also to the point, he eventually is going to be seen as a threat. Yeah, People are always going to go after who they think is strongest. Dom's going to be that number one idea. That's where I think like Wendell's kind of like under the radar still. So I'm, not, I don't say it's going to happen next week, but I think Dom's got a short lifespan because Chris isn't there anymore. So it's not like oh well he's the Dom's lesser of two evils now. Yeah. Like it's all Dom. So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays as like the alpha without any other competition. I think the one thing that he has going for him, and in a lot of other seasons of Survivor, this isn't the case. You know, a lot of times it's the most assertive person from a social standpoint is, you know, also a guy who's going to be really good at challenges, um, physical challenges especially. I think at best you can rank Dominic maybe fourth in physical challenges behind, in no particular order, uh, Michael, Seabass, and Wendell. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that gives him a little bit better of a strategic standpoint in terms of people aren't going to be gunning for getting the most physical guy off and also the most assertive guy off because Dom is not both of those things. But I think his... Uh, you know, social game is a broad umbrella, but his ability to strategize, manipulate people to go his way is that much further than any other players. Totally agree. Okay. Any other parting thoughts before we close out here? We'll see what happens next week. Seems like Wendell's going to be making some moves, uh, especially with like his group of four. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I'm looking forward to it. All right, this has been the JP Forever Podcast. Follow us on Twitter again at JP Forever Pod. And until next time, outwit, outlast, outplay.